Pacific. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel game. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Thank you and welcome to the programme. A critic recently wrote in the Times, this is the cleverest and wittiest programme on the air. Pity he wasn't referring to us, but never mind. <laughs> Willie Rushton and Tim Brooke Taylor on my right. And Graham Garden and Barry Cryer on my left. And we start straight away with the game that takes as its starting point the poverty of the international film industry. For economic reasons, new films will have to be remakes of pairs of old films. I want you to give me teams the resulting titles and I'll award points for anything which approaches humour. <laughs> I think we'll have a couple of rounds of this. So anyway, let's start with you, Graham Garden. Um, yes, they, I just heard they're going to remake The Thomas Crown Affair and uh, Jewel et Jim, and they're going to get the Crown Jewels. <laughs> or possibly the Thomas and Jim Affair. <laughs> they're knitting together Dr. Zhivago and La Ronde, and they're calling it Doctor, I keep getting these dizzy spells. <laughs> There's a, a bumper package, Imminent Hump. They're uh, remaking and combining, indeed, five-finger exercise, Goodbye Girl, Bruce Lee Lives, and Next of Kin, making a new film called Finger Leak in Good. <laughs> <laughs> or Colonel Sanders of the River. <laughs> the, uh, the makers of uh, Kentucky Fried Movie and MASH and Moby Dick, they've all combined together to produce an awful lot of fish and chips. <laughs> okay, well, Tim uh, is ahead in that round. Uh, let's have another one. Graham, start off again. Uh, yeah, well, t times are really hard. They're combining chariots of fire, blazing saddles, fire down below, and towering inferno, and they're just going to sit back and collect the insurance. <laughs> films they've put all together into one heap. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Man, Stunt Man, and Nanny, and it's, I told you, it stunted the growth Master William. <laughs> <laughs> Most massive remake yet. Seven films, Tom. Seven films. <laughs> oh, oh. Count them. Count them, count them. The Elizabeth Taylor film, Boom. One. <laughs> Tea for two. Two. Tea and sympathy. Three. Boomtown. Four. Tea House of the August Moon. Five. Five. Boomerang. Six. And I was a teen H.O.O. A hundred and eighty! <laughs> <laughs> film called Boom Titty Boom. <laughs> Titty Boom. The second. <laughs> right, Tim. The makers of the film Arthur have got together with the producers of the musical One Mo Time, and they're making Arthur Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. I thought that deserved a <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> Anybody got any more? Yeah, did you know they're combining Halloween and the Fleet Thin and making Hallow Sailor? <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Oh What a Lovely War and Raiders of the Lost Ark and Ice Cold in Alex to produce Oh Ark a Choo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll go on now to the point where I tell the teams that at the end of the programme they're going to be having to uh, announce the late arrivals at the theatrical ball. 
Thanks, uh, darling. The theatrical ball. Right. Now we're going on to a new game, and Ooh. this is Rubik Cube. Ah. And it's quite simple. This is where I ask our teams to do the Rubik Cube, which they have in front of them. All have the Rubik Cube teams? Right. Mm. They've all been oh. suitably scrambled, and they're going to just have to solve the, the Rubik Cube, remembering that the world record is 29 seconds. Okay, teams? You can start now. That is fantastic, and I can vouch, listeners, for the fact that you hand it to me, Tim. Yes, yellow on one side, red, all the colours are in position there. And Tim Brooke Taylor has solved the Ruby Cube in 15 seconds. <laughs> it, on the face of it, on the face of it, looks like a new world record, but it'll have to be referred, of course, to the stewards. Wait, wait a minute, we're getting a thing through from the... Well, unhappily, the stewards have uh, uh, ruled out a world record for that. Oh. Because it was wind-assisted. Yes. <laughs> I can vouch for that. It's... <laughs> the old so problem. I'm afraid we can't talk up a world record for the programme, but nonetheless, let's have a round of applause for Tim Brooks. I would like to mention at this point that a, a listener has sent in a, a, a small Rubik cube which I have here and uh, it's a variation on the game because all the various facets spell out Mornington Crescent. I'd like to thank you sir for sending in this. This is deadly serious. This is a thing that I actually have here. All the facets said Mornington Crescent and the fascinating thing is that you can turn it around and it actually makes words out of the letters Mornington Crescent and you can, you can really spend your time building up Word quite like interesting... Words and Crescent. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it, it, you, can, you can range quite far afield. This morning, simply doing it on the train, quite casually, I managed to get the thing to say in, on one side, in morning, Tim gets erotic emotions centering on which is the eight facets, unfortunately. Uh, that's, that's going to cause us an enormous amount of fun in the future. Getting back to the present. We have the round called Limerick, and I'm going to ask you to make up some Limerick themes that are suitable for broadcasting. So this should be a pretty short round. I'll give you the first line, and then, of course, you take one line each. And we'll start with Graham. Graham Garden. There once was a fellow called Tebbit. There once was a fellow called Tebbit who had this unusual habit. He'd jump on his bike, then juggle with Pike, and play hot to oak on a ribbit. <laughs> pioneers, you're pioneers. Not bad, but we can do better. On a Tim. ribbit. Ribbit? Tim. Oh, it's a lovely ribbit. Yes. Tim, here's, here's one for you to start off. There once was a fellow called Biffin. Who liked a bit round about Tiffin. He'd have crumpet with cheese. Then fall to his knees. And play hearts of oak on a griffin. Oh. <laughs> right, well, having uh, established our political impartiality, we should go on to something else now. Barry. I once saw a crime that was heinous. 
It doesn't have to be in time with the music, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, I, I once saw a crime that was heinous. The first act of Coriolanus. Some mischievous joker. <laughs> <laughs> Picked up a hot poker. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim. Which really did not entertain us. <laughs> Very neat, very neat, yes. Okay, Willie, the last one, and here's you, your line to start with. There was a young girl from Sri Lanka. <laughs> Come back, Barry. Who had an affair with a banker. <laughs> she gave him her all. <laughs> he made a withdrawal. <laughs> Didn't even bother to thank her. <laughs> Right. It's a nice last show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Barry and Graham are well in the lead now. Yeah, so we go on to the singing sprint. <clears throat> in this round, one team sings a song as fast as they can, timed by me. And then the opposing team must beat their time. Very simple and straightforward. And of course, they'll be accompanied by Colin Sell at the piano. Oh, incidentally, Willie has now done the Ruby Cube. Yeah. Round of applause for Willie. And we'll refer that to the stewards. Well, yes, that's been well. And, oh, wait a minute. No, it's oil. <laughs> what if I had gone off? The singing sprint. Yeah. And the song you have to sing, team, is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> and may I remind you of the importance of clear diction in this? <laughs> if you want to get any marks. Right, we'll start with Tim and Willie. Will you start off? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as fast as you can, starting now. Right, quick show. Oh, you Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you and our Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you. Hi, low, and here we go on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Bang Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, up on the mountains, up on the mountains, up on the mountains. That was done in a hesitation. That was done in 11.31 seconds, which you have to beat now, Graham and Barry. Starting now. Oh, you pretty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, we love you. And our pretty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, we love us too. Hi, no, and we'll go on chitty chitty bang bang, bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, our final friend of friends. Bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, our final friend of friends. Oh! Now, I'm afraid Tim and Willie won that one. They did actually miss one titty and three bangs. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Are you, we you weren't even at the replay? party. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go on now to the game called Paranoia. And in this game, Team A decides that there's something wrong with Team B. And Team B have to guess what's wrong with themselves by asking questions. Team A reply in a manner appropriate to Team B's affliction. And the aim is to make the members of Team B paranoid and leave the studio twitching. So... The answer's going up now on our computerised board, and here it is through the mystery voice for you at home. Barry and Graham think they're on OTT. <laughs> right, Barry and Graham, you are afflicted, and you have to question Tim and Willie about it. Do you think we possess a certain ability? No. No. <laughs> I think we no, but, no, but you do. 
We think we lack a certain ability. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We both suffer from this oh, that's, lack of... That's very daring. Whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, that's very clever. Very good. The children would like this, wouldn't they? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> what a pity it isn't on their time today. We think we're on a particular programme. Tis what? On the top. Under the top. No, you're on a... <laughs> Do we labour under the misapprehension that we're on OTT? <laughs> it was the balloons that gave you away. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought Barry was. Very good. Actually, uh, <laughs> uh, Graham and Barry, you got that one in uh, 12 seconds and a half, which means that... Uh, Tim and Willie have got a lot of work to do. But they can finish right. the game first. Tim and Willie are afflicted now, and their affliction is going up on our board, and here it is for you at home. Tim and Willie think they're moles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tim and Willie, will you start questioning to find out what's wrong with you? Does this apply to both of us? Yes. Have we got it equally? Well, I'm not sure we're at liberty to divulge how much we know about that. We're trying to get information out of you? No, I'm afraid that is rather too close to the truth. We think we're policemen. We've been raped and we're trying to explain it to the Thames Valley police. <laughs> um, were we anywhere near it earlier on? So you say. You deny we're trying to having been anywhere near We're trying near to get a telephone put in. We're ringing up directly, yes. We're ringing up directly yes. inquiries. Yes. Um, That's what tipped us off. No, no we're, we're buggers. <laughs> you are. Stick to the game. Stick to the game. <laughs> we're Watergate conspiracies. There was an applause from the audience there. From, from which? I don't know, I've forgotten. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get it. Do you think uh, if you can give them a clue? Uh, burrow on. <coughs> Funny. No, they're not... They're not no, near they're the dance gang. Give them... Give them something a bit more blunt. 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 We are... Ah, so, we... We're ex-Cambridge. We're spies. We think we're Burgess and McLean. No, no. Well. Stick to rabbits. Rabbits. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is all gossip. We think we're we, we Bunny think... and McLean. No. <laughs> blunt and Bugs Bunny. Anthony's <laughs> blunt. Does he? Underground creatures. Moles. Moles. Ah, oh. yeah. pathetic. I have a new respect for MI5. They got there in nine seconds. They win the round. And it's time for a musical round now called Opera. I want you to sing a snatch of grand opera from a selected passage. It comes in by Colin Sell, of course, at the piano. Tim and Willie, you're going to start this one off. And uh, you've been given to sing a recipe for ginger nignogs, which was, which was actually sent in to the Jimmy Young Show by Mrs. Getting of Romany Rise, Orpington. <laughs> So, pencils and paper, those of you at home who want to who get a free out recipe out of this show. Okay, start now. <laughs> Mix together the flour, the oats, the sugar, the bicarbonate, the ginger, and gently knead together with mud, mud, sweet mud, and mud through the milk, add the milk to the spirit, and then, yes, yes, and then, yes, yes, what then, Mrs. Gitty, of Orpington? Roll the mixture into a bowl. Roll the mixture into a bowl. Roll into a bowl. Roll into a bowl. Roll into a bowl. Roll into a bowl. 
Seven seconds of spontaneous applause from the audience there. Uh, Tim and Willie have scored quite a lot of points. And Graham and Barry, you have to sing now an extract from a book of keep fit exercises for housewives using household equipment. <laughs> Draw. Stand erect with your feet spaced comfortably apart. Grip them up or brush. Shaft at shoulders with, then slide your hands further apart. Four inches. <laughs> also to each side. Swing the shaft directly overhead at arm's length. Now try to pull your hands further apart for six. <laughs> but retaining a firm grip on the shaft, a firm grip on the shaft. Chief muscles exercised the rear, upper arms or triceps, which straighten the arms from a flex position. In women, this muscle often becomes flabby. In women, this muscle often becomes flabby. Oh, for us. Well done, Barry and Graham. Not only do you win that round, but you get a bonus of ten marks for creating the first blue opera. And we go on... For... I've done the cube. <laughs> and a further ten... Show me. Graham Garden... Don't talk of ...thinks cube. that he's solved the Rubik's Cube. Well... In his own mind, he has poor soul. Just looking at the first facet that strikes my eye, you've got two white... Colours there, one green, one uh, oil. But it does spell Crescent I'll refer and Norman. That <laughs> That'll be referred to the stewards while we go on to Call My Bluff, which is a game that is familiar to all those of you who've seen the television programme of the same name. The teams are going to give me four different definitions of a word, and I have to guess which one is correct. And they will then tell me if it's true or a bluff. We're playing it with a slight variation this time since our referendum on the common market took place exactly six years and 336 days ago and we feel this is the perfect moment therefore to play international call my bluff the word teams is auf wiedersehen which is of course a french derivation we're going to start with you graham garden for your definition <coughs> of auf wiedersehen which is not in fact a french derivation at all it comes from the german the german auf Wiedersehen, <laughs> who is remembered as probably the most unmemorable man in the whole of German history. Alf Wiedersehen was a contemporary of Wittgenstein and uh, his cronies, who would often meet 
and quaff a, an ale or two in a tavern, and Wittgenstein would talk about the old days and the old chums they used to have, and he'd say, who is that little fellow? I used to hang around the lodge with us. A uh, little board chip, uh, uh, what was his name? And they'd all click their fingers and try and remember his name, because nobody could ever remember this man. they say, their name began with a V or W, what was Muller, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then they'd all decide to go home, and as they got into the street, suddenly Wittgenstein would remember and be saying, goodbye, chaps, goodbye, ah! Auf Wiedersehen! And so the joke became perpetuated and passed into the German language, and it's remarkable, in fact, as being the only joke ever to pass into the German language <laughs> without them noticing. Tim Taylor, your definition, please. It's actually a Scottish word. Ach, uh, we design. It's a Ronnie Corbett. Um, <laughs> when he goes to his tailor, they say, would you like a large design? He said, oh, we design. Because <laughs> it uh, uh, it's um, designed for, for less than average heighted people. <laughs> Barry Cryer, let's have your definition. <clears throat> Not wishing to suck up the chairman, it is French in origin. Dates back to the Norman invasion, when the Normans were here, and uh, they were great lads for eggs. Earn earth is as good as a feast, they used to shout. <laughs> and... Uh, little bit of their Norman wisdom. And um, <laughs> they realised they had problems in English shops because if they said... Uh, uh, they, they used to like to get half a dozen eggs, they, but they realised that if they said that one six, you know, it could be misunderstood, so they had to abandon that. And they thought they'd say half a dozen, but of course, being Norman French, it came out as a vie-de-zen. A vie-de-zen. <laughs> and uh, it was the thing they always said just before they left the shop because they put the eggs on the top, you see, so they wouldn't break. And they would nod, smilingly, point down at the eggs and say... As he does in and English used to say, yes, you bet. Right. Willie Rushton, let's have your definition. It, it doesn't come from the French or the German. It comes from the English. And it's particularly apt in this, the, uh, the 75th year, the Boy Scout movement. And in fact, it goes, Ralph Riedersin. <laughs> Ralph Reed, of course, who never committed any sin in his life, but he unfortunately got tied to it because of the, because the phrase gang show bang. Ralph Reed's sin has become a word that refers to appalling mass behaviour by Boy Scouts. <laughs> or in large halls. <laughs> There's Ralph Reed's sin, they shout out as the lads get at it with their woggles when they're talking. <laughs> right, so we have four definitions there that I've got to choose from. We have uh, this, this uh, name which is uh, recollected at the last moment by amnesiac Germans. Timbrook Taylor's, the Ronnie Corbett uh, allusion there. Barry Cryer, I quite like that definition of yours. Yeah, but not that much. <laughs> and Willie Rushton, Ralph Reed of Sin. Yes, I read about it. Uh, no, Jerry, let me sing it. Ralph Reed of Sin, Ralph Reed of Sin. <laughs> I'm going to go for your definition, Barry Cryer. It's a bluff. It's a bluff. So can we have now the correct definition, please? Oh, who would have thought? Good Lord, the last part of the three meanings, Graham, mine and Willie's. Yes, all true. All true. That's amazing. It brings us to a tiebreaker, which will be played out in the form of the introductions to the late arrivals teams at the theatrical ball. Mr. and Mrs. Durstudy and their little boy, Ern Durstudy. 
Who's that sitting over there? Oh, it's Keith Prowse. He's in the wrong seat again. <laughs> and over there, will you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Addays and their daughter Sal Addays. <laughs> and the boyfriend, her pal Joey. <coughs> Mr. and Mrs. Ning Knight and their daughter Hope. <laughs> over there, a military contingent. Major Barbara, Sergeant Musgrave and Private Lives. <laughs> Mrs. Doctor in the house and their daughter Sarah Doctor in the house. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. All the way from Sweden, last two weeks. <laughs> the sound of music of the Trap family, the one who's been running for 30 years, Thomas Trap. <laughs> and over there, all the way from America, Mr. and Mrs. Boulevard and their son Seth Boulevard. <laughs> A warm welcome, please, to the Cleese family. John Cleese, Perry Cleese, and Andrew Cleese, <laughs> and the lion. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Daughter on the stage, and their golfing son, known to us all as Don, put her daughter on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Fred, I forgot my lines, and their posh, nervous daughter called Amy... Amy Fred, I forgot my lines. <laughs> <laughs> I even got it wrong then. <laughs> There's Toby. Or well, not, Toby, I can't tell. <laughs> uh, Mr. and Mrs. Skirl and their daughter, Chorus Skirl. <laughs> With her friend, not Shirley, you've got the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there are any further entries, let me tell you now that we've come to the end of the programme. Mr. and Mrs. Never Get a Drink at the Interval. <laughs> and their son, Hugh L. Never Get a Drink at the Interval. <laughs> Well, yeah, I have excellent. to say, we've come to the end of our show, and from all of us here, goodbye. Barry Fryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Mayhew Archer. It's five to one. And now with a detailed weather forecast, here's Vic Waters.